Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. The Around the NFL Podcast. Stick a fork in them. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis and I am joined in a room that's filled with some heroes to my left. James Demon himself. It is Chris Wessling. And to my right, Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. Um, Wes wearing a just a, white, a plain white tee. Yeah. Well, I didn't know it was such a controversial choice. I and thought that with a, a lot of people face. wear t-shirts and jeans, and with I needed a, something to match my Huckapoo's hat. With a cap, a Huckapoo's cap, and a shaved mug, uh, looking like a much younger version of himself. I feel young. I suggested you roll up a pack of cigarettes in the, in the uh, right sleeve, but it's not there yet. I think my dad used that maneuver in the 60s. When everyone says you look way younger after you shave your beard, maybe it's a sign keep out, keep the beard off. Keisha basically told me she was going to break up with me if I shaved the beard. Mm. I risked it anyway. Well, now you got her locked in. <laughs> yeah, You're that's in what control. I Now that she has the ring on, she's, <laughs> she's not going to bail at this point. It's a defiant gesture on my part. Absolutely. Uh, yes, it is uh, minicamp week in the NFL. Uh, so, as promised, three podcasts this week. Uh, you know, maybe some waffling before the show, Greg, whether this was necessary uh, once we got to today, Monday. But, you know, we're in too deep. We had the... There was it never became a serious topic. Now we are. Now that you're talking about it again, in theory, we could have still lopped off one at the end. It never, yeah, it never became a serious topic. But there was this idea, like, well, we don't have to do three shows, but we told the audience we would, and that's what we'll do. Yeah. You guys want it, right, listeners? Yeah. Greg wearing his fancy boy blazer, which means he's going on television today. It looks- networks, Greg Rosenthal today. Now we've got to be very quiet up in the clearing. We have the incredibly rare NFL Network's Greg Rosenthal. Oh, crap, you scared it away. Yeah, Greg and I look like we're doing two different things today. <laughs> I'm like right in between you two guys <laughs> with my white guy polo. Um, got some news to get to, uh, including, all right, now that we're getting to mandatory minicamp, this is when you have to be there. That's mandatory. That's what it means. Uh, so when somebody doesn't show up to mandatory camp, then it's time to talk. And there is a big, big defensive star in the NFC that that is not with teammates. Uh, also, uh, oh, it's back. Couple year hiatus, I believe. Mostly just because I forgot about it, <laughs> and now I remembered it again. It is the superstar club. I didn't even know there was a hiatus. Yeah, we got a lot of updating. We today. definitely didn't do it last year. No, at the last time it was a written piece on this website was 2015. <laughs> Now it's back, so just assume that it did happen those those years, so we don't need to do housekeeping. Just imagine it from 2017 into 2018. What is the Superstar Club? We'll get into it. But uh, all you need to know, most importantly, is that it's a zero-sum game. I That's it, where it gets tough. I think it's smart not to do it every year. It would change too much. I think revisiting every two or three years is, is a better way right. to do it. The flip uh, Counterpoint. It's, there's no, nothing to write about right now. 
So it's a good it's a good one to have in the holster every May and June. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things that are good to have in the holster come May and June. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're gonna talk about that, and uh, let's get to it though. Oh, and Mark, of course, he slipped through our fingers again, <laughs> back into the wilderness, uh, the urban jungle of uh, Los Angeles. Oh, West saw him last. I I so saw him in last live. Uh, Colleen and and Tamposi and Mark. Yeah. And Keisha, we all met up, and Mark was in good form. Good form. Yeah, he was in good form. He looks. I'm he picking looks up refreshed. what you're putting down. <laughs> he looks refreshed. It just started. <laughs> He's the one guy that gets less refreshed as the vacation goes along. Right. Now he's good. Yeah. Well, let's check in next Monday. He'll be very Monday. haggard by next <laughs> Sunday. But, uh, hey, man, he lives his life. That's how he does it. All right, let's do some news. Was that the gay pride parade? <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> Lindsay? There was a Rob Gronkowski cheering for his horse at the end of the oh. race at the uh, Belmont. Yeah, Gronkowski, the horse, came in second, I believe. He did, and he bet $69 on him. <laughs> yeah, course. him and all of his friends did. Big and dumb family. Animal. Such an idiot. And they made 1200 bucks <laughs> off of that because he, oh, really? he was a long shot and he placed. So why is Gronk complaining about money then? Yeah, you know, twelve rocks. You know, that's nothing to sneeze at. Rocks. Twelve dimes. I just really like the part where he was yelling for him to run faster. That is good. All right, that's they, good. I like that they call the horse Rob. They, they don't call him, they don't call him Gronkowski. I read it. They all call the horse Rob. <laughs> just easier that way. Nobody even calls Rob Rob. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, to the news. Earl Thomas, the uh, all pro all pro Seahawks safety, will not be participating in any team activities. Uh, the All-Pro Safety addressed frustrations with his contract situation on Twitter Sunday. I will not be attending the uh, upcoming minicamp or any team activities until my contract situation is resolved. And Wes, 29 years old, he's entering the final year of, of his contract, uh, making a base of $8.5 million. Uh, no contract talks planned. So we are. this is what you call an impasse. Yes. Or an impasse. (laughs) I think you had it right the first time. Uh, Yeah, I think at at age 29, this is probably his last chance for a mega contract. Um, And it's interesting because the Seahawks were shopping him. They had a chance to do a deal, and they tried over the draft break, but they couldn't agree on a deal with the Cowboys. Um, So now you're wondering what's going to happen. Is he going to even show up to training camp? Is he going to play in week one? I I don't know. This is a... a mini camp holdout story that is more interesting than most because I think there's a chance here he's not on the roster week one. Whereas most of these, you just kind of assume it's all going to get worked out. And I, I think you have to recognize that there's a possibility that he gets traded between now and then. Because if he sticks to those words he said, I don't think, I don't think he's going to be on the team. I, I think he'll either back off of that or they'll trade him. I struggle to like get emotionally invested in the situation uh, because I do feel like he's going to be there. He's trying to make something happen, but do we think that he's willing to not play? Maybe, maybe that's true. Right, it's passing up. That would be passing up a lot of money. It's a different situation, uh, and I'll just throw this into the news. Why not? Sure. Another mini camp holdout, Khalil Mack, is right. reported today that he's not going to show up. And I think that one, he's got enough leverage. That's the one I expect if I had to pick one to last deep maybe into training camp, and that's going to be something we'll get sick of talking about is the Khalil Mack. But he's got a lot more leverage, I think, than than Earl Thomas does with Seattle because as great as he is, I think they're, they've kind of drawn their line in the sand and said, sorry, we're not going to pay you. So the Seahawks just don't want – him on the team next year? Is that what we're know. saying? They don't want him to be a part of their future? I don't know. It's a little surprising, and it's just kind of part of the MO right now. There was also a tweet over the weekend from Cam Chancellor people started reading into. It's like this whole Seahawks overhaul has been such a big story this offseason, and it's not necessarily over. We haven't found out the final word on Chancellor, and Earl Thomas is going to just be hanging out there. Uh, in other news, the Dallas Cowboys have locked up uh, one of their most important players, uh, right guard Zach Martin, signs a six-year extension through 2024. This from Rap Sheet. It makes Martin the highest-paid guard uh, with the largest guarantee at his position in the history of the NFL, passing Andrew Norwell. 
Uh, 27 years old, Martin, uh, widely considered one of the best, if not the best, interior linemen in football. Guy is uh, rock solid. He never misses a game. He's everything you could have asked for with a first-round pick, which he was in 2014, and he's in Dallas for the long haul. Greg Rosenbaum. Yeah, he's a guy watching all or nothing that you realize is such an important part of that team and everyone around that team says that. It's amazing. Ross Tucker pointed this out on Twitter. that He was a left tackle in college, and then he just decided to. they had him switch at the pro level, and now he's just the best player at his position, basically since the moment he entered the league. There are no, like, Anthony Munoz, Walter Jones-level tackles in the NFL right now. This guy might be the best offensive lineman, period, in the NFL. Mm. I mean, Ty- Tyron Smith, if he's healthy and right, but it's been – maybe a year and a half since that's actually happened to me is at that level. So the fact that you have two of those guys on the same team in a, in a and great by the center, way, also, yeah, one of the best centers in the league right, in a great center too, is it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. It's amazing that like the leverage, I guess, of minicamp was enough to get this done. Cause he was, he had been skipping work uh, all off season as well and was expected to miss mandatory minicamp, but they got him in, in time. Moving on some bad news out of Houston safety. Andre Hall has been diagnosed with Hodgkin lymphoma. The team announced on Friday. Uh, he is currently discussing treatment options um, and uh, a very difficult situation for obviously the Texans and Hall. Uh, he's been a mainstay in Houston on their defense. He's appeared in 61 games, 38 starts over the past four seasons. And this is the same Texans team that, Last year went through a similar um, situation with offensive lineman David Quisenberry, who uh, battled non-Hodgkin lymphoma for four years. Uh, four years. So uh, last week we learned about the cancer diagnosis of Giants uh, GM Dave Gettleman and now Andre Hallwes. It just goes on and on and on. Yeah, uh, Chief Safety Eric Berry ended up missing about a year when he had I believe he had a Hodgkin lymphoma, but he he had cancer and he was out about a year. So maybe Hal can come back next year. Uh, they did go out and sign Honey Badger, and they drafted Eric Reed's brother, Justin Reed, to play safety. So they have some depth there. It makes you wonder, though, if they would think about signing Eric Reed. He's out there. Kenny Vaccari's out, out there, too. I mean, I, I saw this news, and you feel, you know, just terrible um, for Andre Howell's in the middle of a – a really good career kind of worked his way up the hard way is really respected there as a solid starter. I, in, in my mind also turned to the Texans cause he, that's a thin position. I know they, they did have a draft pick there, but there's these good safeties out Trey Boston, Vaccaro, Eric Reed. Maybe, maybe you have the Reed brothers uh, and, and our thoughts obviously go out to Andre. It's that's tough, but he had a very inspirational um, Twitter message, which sounded, which sounded like he was ready to take this thing on. Uh, in other news, Rob Gronkowski, uh, this weekend it popped up uh, trade rumors surrounding the all-pro Patriots tight end. Uh, of course, Gronkowski, you know, squabbling over money with the Patriots. And uh, Gronk actually spoke on these rumors at a, a youth event this weekend, calling uh, anything connected to uh, Gronkowski and trade talk as, quote, fake news. Fake news. Uh, the trade, by the way, uh, the report, where did it come from? The original report that kind of picked up. <laughs> well, was it, it Adam Kirkjian? Well, it started It started from the same Reddit guy who basically was a day ahead of the Julian Edelman suspension. And then he, he put something out there that like, ooh, there's Buzz build, you know, Bill's building for another huge Patriot story. Didn't say what it was exactly. And then people just, I got texts from multiple Patriots fans who was like, is Gronk getting traded today? And this is before this freelance writer even put anything out there. I, I didn't oh, know. Oh, look I, at you. Why it wasn't from freelance in there. I wasn't familiar with him, but I did see that the Patriots released a strong statement saying it's totally false and that all the best reporters that cover the Patriots, and there are a million of them, didn't report anything. And a few of them said it's absolutely not true. And by the way, Gronk and Belichick were talking at Belmont on Saturday. It was right. like Belichick was just hanging around Central me, Park Friday afternoon. It didn't seem like any of it really made a lot of let sense. Let me share what the reporting was from Kirchin. Uh From multiple sources, here's what... I have regarding the tr- Gronk trade rumors told Belichick wanted to trade him. <laughs> Offers on the table with both the Titans and 49ers. Ooh, imagine Gronk and Jimmy G by the bay. Uh, he and Robert Kraft had a closed-door meeting to discuss. 
This is highly detailed, by the way, for a baseless uh, report. Tom Brady threatened to retire if the deal went through and then Kraft nixed it. Following up uh, off that was a uh, statement from Stacey James, who runs Pat's PR. I would say with the utmost confidence that none of that is true. None of it. But they also denied everything that Wickersham reported a few nah, months they, back. Not, not, as, not as hard. In fact, I, there, was a oh, pretty, come on. there was a pretty big difference. In fact, they so, I, so, I sort of read into their handling of the Wickersham story as they were admitting certain parts of it. It was a little different. This, they came out as strong as humanly possible to say it was BS. Well, that's not true. They could have they said, physically injured the reporter. <laughs> They're like as strong The part as that made me realize it was almost certainly nonsense is some other guy who runs uh, like a Pat site said, oh, that's all the, this is the exact same information I've heard too. And so, like, the exact same rumor has gotten into two people who aren't necessarily as experienced as reporters, and that's they've heard the exact same thing. I, I, I believe that they heard the exact same thing. But, like, I think this Patriots offseason is taking a life of its own. People are so, right. I haven't seen anything quite like this. People are so eager and mm. so sick of the Pats to be over, and I get mm. that, that just now things are just popping up out of – just because people want it to happen. We were trying to decide whether to write this story or not, and we checked in with Mike Garofolo, who basically said, stop bothering me with fake stories. There's nothing to this. When they come out that strong against it, I, I tend well, to... Well, how about this? I choose to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does it make me right? Does it just, make you uh, right? It's just, just fun. It's just I, fun. I like it. I'm enjoying it. And, uh, you know, Jimmy G and Gronk, by the way. He was having a great nice. you know, mini camp last week. Rob Gronkowski, uh, trash talking. Greg, I uh, bad bad podcast hosting by me, but uh, I want to talk about this uh, this columnist uh, for the Detroit Free Press, Carlos Monarez, <laughs> who uh, had some hot saucy takes on the Lions and Matt Patricia. I know you threw it out there, something to talk about. Why is it bad podcast? Because I didn't read it. I didn't read it. So oh, if you could uh, set it up, and <laughs> Wes and I will. Uh, I read it. Have hot takes. Wes read it, but he said he only made it through about three pairs. No, that was a different one. That was oh, a okay. different Lions. That was the Lions are going to the Super Bowl article. Well, I, I think wrote. the lead of it really gets to the heart of the matter. <laughs> uh, and the lead is from Carlos Monarez. Matt Patricia is in danger of losing his players. That was my main observation from three days of minicamp this week. The Detroit, <laughs> Li- <laughs> the Detroit Lions rookie coach wants things his Way, done his way, and his way means running as punishment. Lots and lots of running. And then you you went on from there, and you were expecting, okay, where is he going with this? And there was nothing more. There was the all he had was that Patricia has them run laps and sprint sometimes as punishment. And that it? was it. That was it. And he had one quote from a a young player who <laughs> said that they were all grown ups, but the, he ha- later had to clarify because the player said. All we were talking about was that I'm a rookie and these guys all know everything. We weren't talking about the running at all. And so it was uh, it was a hot take extraordinaire right there. Patricia's tactics smacked of amateurism. And even though it was generally downplayed as an innocuous slap on the wrist, I can ga- guarantee you most players don't care for it. Is it unique to have players run at the NFL level? Like, I, I definitely thought, like, the Patriots must hate it because they have, they have this little hill that they always talk about. They're running up and down the hill. <laughs> I, He's losing his players. This guy needs to find a new line of work because column writing <laughs> is not in his future. This is one of the worst columns I've ever read. It's totally brain dead, but it's also boring. It doesn't suck you in. Like Usually a columnist tries to go for a controversial take that's spicy. There's nothing spicy about this. It's just boring. I think our boy here should reach out to Adam Kirkjian. You want <laughs> yeah. to report a firebomb? You better sauce go, it up. Yeah, go strong. Yeah, Monarez, I think you, you might have to go – you know, maybe you can become an interior design writer or something because I don't think sports yeah. columnist is in your future. So you're saying keep him in the newspaper industry, just move to a different department? Hey, ostensibly, he's that's a writer, nice just he, not a columnist. Worked, he's worked his way up, yeah, to columnist. That's a big spot. Yeah, right. He should work his way back down. I mean, he he said he was mostly worried for the, the roster bubble players, that that this extra running that they're doing, that's taking up reps that those roster bubble players could be getting on the he also, Too much running. Fair point. The roster bubble players are used to, he said, being berated by their position coaches, not being forced to run, as if that's better. <laughs> and I don't like this grown, this grown man. Like these are grown men. Like you got, it's conditioning play to play right. to play football. And oh, it's by the needed. way, it's the same sport where coaches like make fifteen speeches to them every single day, teaching them 
at, 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 treating them like children, whether it's the middle of June, July, September, anything. All right. Let me just also say that I also agree and believe in the reporting here and the I be- analysis. So <laughs> I believe I, that people I were running. He, I think Patricia is in danger of losing this team. So uh, what's his name again? Monterey. Carlos Monterez. Monterez. Hashtag I stand with Monterez. Hashtag I stand with Kirk. Mm. I do. He did take <laughs> it another step. He said the, he did admit the running on its own won't lose the players for Patricia. But but. You have to assume if he's using these tactics in front of reporters, he could be using other tactics privately (laughs) that are, are, quote, equally distasteful to players. It's like caning them? (laughs) This this article is so laughably bad. I would have cut that graph, even though I stand with Monterez. I would have cut that. You're buying what a lot of people are selling to I'm riding the Monterez. (laughs) All right, Ben. Uh, Finally in the news, oh, a trope alert. You know what it is. It's trope alert time. Trope alert. Trope alert. Trope alert. This one's a doozy. Trope alert. Trope alert. Ezekiel Elliott entering his third year in the NFL. Uh, we're at a time of transition on some level with the Dallas Cowboys. Jason Witten, Des Bryant no longer there. Someone's got to step up and be a, a vocal presence in that locker room. Uh, maybe it's going to be Zeke. This according to Gary Brown, running backs coach of the Cowboys. Elliott's been much more vocal. It's good for him. He's in his third year coming out of here being a more vocal leader, not just a leader by what he does on the football field. I think that's really good for him and really good for our football team. That's a big one, Greg. That's a biggie. This is this is one of the top trope alerts. It's a third year. I know I've said that a few times, yeah. but I'm I'm serious. Third year it, star. It's always like a third year player, yeah. and a couple of veterans have just left the team. And it doesn't necessarily need to be a third year player. It could be fourth, fifth, whatever. But it's like now he he hasn't been really the talkative right. type before, but he's gonna step it up, start talking. Because it could even be like a eight nine year old sure. nine year veteran, and then they just need somebody to be like, oh yeah, he makes sense. Yeah, he's vocal. It's like now. veterans left. Someone's got to talk. Can you? Uh, it's hard to find a less verifiable. Or less meaningful statement from a position coach than this one. It's not. How can you even verify if he's really being more vocal? Right. Uh, he see like the running back coach caught him in a couple of conversations with other players. Is that what it happened? And you've here? you've after you've watched all or nothing, Dan. I have. Did Zeke strike you as a? He didn't seem like uh, he would be the first guy that would. And they have plenty of vocal leaders. I don't know if they need another, but sometimes it I seem like sometimes it. I wondered while watching all or nothing whether Zeke had sun poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> Put it that way. Not the most vocal guy. Not the no. Never really seemed to be wildly engaged. That was last year with his surroundings. Well, there was, oh, yeah, well, that's true. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, they, there was a lot going on with Zeke last year. Obviously, that was on his mind, and so I gave him a little bit of. I gave him a pass for that. But it it often seemed like whenever the running backs coach was speaking to him, that he wasn't particularly paying attention. Yeah, Gary Brown was the coach last year as well, and um, I seem kind of in his own well, yeah, planet, I've which, which more, happens with 23-year-olds that are incredibly good at what they're doing. You know, I have two like, more episodes to go, but in the first five or six episodes, I have not heard Zeke Elliott respond to anything Gary Brown said to him with more than a shrug or an inaudible groan or a one-word answer. <laughs> right. Gary, Gary will go like, two minutes trying to make this big point and then kind of ask Zeke, all right, what do you think? He'd be like, all yeah. right. The position he plays, I don't think there's a whole lot of learning he has to do. Mm. But I do like Gary yeah. Brown on All or Nothing. Comes no, he's great. Nice guy. Uh, and I also believe him here, too, as well. So I'm also <laughs> going to get in on this, that Zeke is going to be a fireball. You Remember how Dez would go mad on the sideline? That's going to be Zeke in 2018 for the Cowboys. That's what's happening in the news. Okay. This is this is actually this is where this is this is why we get paid the big bucks. Oh. Because who else in June on June eleventh? Christ's sake, doing a football podcast on June eleventh. That's where we're at right now. And you know what? We're not gonna take a you know, like a Matt Patricia penalty lap and just jog easily around the perimeter. We're gonna dive in hard <laughs> and go into the superstar club. And we are going to bring people into the superstar club. Uh, but more importantly, and on a much more difficulty uh, scale, like when you look at it, like how hard it is, we're going to have to take some people out of the Superstar Club. Think about that. Because this is a zero-sum game. So if you look at the NFL as uh, the superstars of the NFL is like a, a club, a nightclub, we have to be the bouncers at the door with the clicker in the hand. One gets in, somebody's got to go. It's a zero-sum game. 
Look, we have capacity. It's not easy. I mean, imagine being an, an, an NFL great and being told by the likes of me to get out to get out of the club. <laughs> what are they gonna do? That, that, well, they gotta go. I mean, what am I gonna do if if they really? You don't, don't have leave? to go. Home. I don't have many options. You just can't stay here, and that's that's the truth of it. So, let's go around the room a couple times here, Wes. Uh, and, and this is hard work. This is difficult work. This this is humbling and also very exciting for the gentlemen that are joining the most exclusive of all clubs for active NFL players, the Superstar Club. Wes, take it away. Well, I'm going wide receiver here, and I actually thought about doing Amari Cooper as this year's Todd Gurley. Mm. Changing coaching staff. The talent is obvious. Like you, even when he's slumping, you can tell that he's talented and he and he could do it. John Gruden has said he, he's going to be the centerpiece of the new offense. And then I see a tweet from Marcus Grant mm-hmm. says he saw a picture of Amari Cooper who is definitely not in the best shape of his life right now. A little chunky. So I had to go away from Amari Cooper. Wow, Mike, Michael Thomas. Wow, fantasy lives on Marcus Grant. Marcus Grant, big the pop. Future. Yeah. Pop. So we're going with a receiver who I think is better than Amari Cooper anyway. Michael Thomas of the Saints. Oh yeah. Only two wide receivers, Jarvis Landry and Larry Fitzgerald, had more receptions than Michael Thomas last year. And those two guys play on the inside in the slot where it's just really short passes, quick passes. Michael Thomas is out running like an intricate route tree on the outside, getting open. Already Drew Brees is number one receiver. And I think this guy is ready to jump into that like top six or seven wide receivers in the NFL superstar club. I... Couldn't That's agree good. more, and he's such—he's in such a great spot for it. Even though they haven't always had that number one receiver that puts up monster numbers, I think Michael Thomas—he's already started to change that, and he's—it's only going to continue. And one impression I got, having covered a couple of the Saints games last year, is that he has the respect I think of the, his teammates of in in his locker room as like the baddest guy in there, as like one of the if not the hardest workers yeah. in there, as like a young guy who works outworks just about anyone and I has has the body to to prove it because that dude is a specimen uh and just to, again make it clear before Wes tells us who's got to go now uh Michael Thomas what Wes is saying was entering this time last year Michael Thomas would not have been a superstar club guy no it's now that he makes that jump and it goes the same the other way somebody that the football cognoscenti may have viewed as a superstar last summer, now things have changed. Who is no longer a superstar? Yeah, I, I think the route is impressive rookie season, then breakout candidate, then superstar club. Gotcha. There's there's a route you have to go here. I, I don't want to – this is hard because it's one of my favorite players. In, one of my favorite players in NFL history. Oh, no. When – when he was entering his third season, he was a lot like Michael Thomas. Okay. Worked his butt off. The hardest working guy in the locker room. Respected. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the most respected players in NFL history. Larry Fitzgerald. Wow. <laughs> wow. Which is, by the way, just for the historians of the Superstar Club, the old Zeuser booted him out in 2015. <laughs> and he responded with three straight 110-catch seasons. He didn't take kindly to that. No, he's, he's, he had had three down years basically in a row. Well, right? Larry did. He, he, he politely declined, and he stayed in the club. But we're going to be a little bit more strict and forceful this time for Larry. Why, Wes? The numbers are there, but it, it's – I'm not going to say it's not because he's not good anymore. He's got great hands. He goes all out, it seems, on every target to catch the ball. Um, but he's going to have a new quarterback. He's averaged 10 yards per reception over the last two years, which is a really low figure. He's not making that many big plays. And whereas he used to be a red zone monster – the last time he had double-digit touchdowns was a half decade ago. So, to me, Larry Fitzgerald is not the player he used to be. And he's still a good receiver. still deserves everyone's respect, but he's not a superstar not anymore. Not a superstar. Which, and everyone should know, that does not mean he's no longer a useful player. No, he's a, or a great player. He's a great player who, maybe because of the situation, the numbers are a little bit inflated because they need him. And that's what Larry Fitzgerald steps up and he takes care of it. But if he was on a... In a, in a perfect team, maybe he's more of a role player, a really good role player. Counterpoint to that is, like, you could, you know, if a team needs you and yeah. you answer the bell. Yeah. But I know what you're saying, and I agree with you. All right, Larry. There you go. So in, Michael Thomas, out Larry Fitzgerald. I'm going to stick with wide receivers because wow, I think. Wow, we got a lot uh, of wide receivers here. Yeah. 
because I think this must be a time of turnover at the position in the club. And I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the same team actually. And uh and I'm gonna go with uh Devontae Adams. It's time. I think it's time for Devontae. I think everything is pointing in that direction. And of course with the wide receiver, so much is tied to the quarterback staying healthy and how good the quarterback is. Well, you got the best quarterback ever, arguably. Top three, top five guy and Aaron Rodgers who's healthy. Hopefully he stays healthy. Um, and he is the number one guy. And why is he the number one guy? Why is it there no question? Because the guy I got to say goodbye to, Jordy Nelson. Uh, he's leaving the Superstar Club. Not only is did he leave the Packers, not by his own choice, I think he's going to a place in Oakland where it's going to be difficult for a 33-year-old uh, guy who showed de- signs of decline last season, at least when Rodgers was out of the lineup. Um, and now he's going to a new offense, a, a team in Oakland that's in flux a little bit. You don't know if he'll be able to find a role. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. Can he still be a very useful player? Yes, absolutely, just like Larry Fitzgerald. I don't think anymore. He, I don't think he's going to strike fear in the hearts of uh, defensive coordinators anymore. Devontae Adams, I believe, can be that guy. And um, if everything goes right in Green Bay, which I feel like is a qualifier that happens a little too much in the offseason with the Packers, I do think Adams can be a guy that leads the league in yards, that can score 10, 12, 14 touchdowns, uh, be a yak monster. I think he is a stud. Two things about Devontae Adams that are impressive to me. He leads the NFL in touchdown catches over the last two seasons. He's already that red zone guy. Um, Also a great route runner, but I think we saw last year when Rodgers went down and Brett Hundley came in and was one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Devontae Adams was still producing every week. Yep. That's impressive. It and and with Hunley it was about as impressive as it possibly could have been. I mean, he was really the one guy. And I couldn't agree more, Dan, to the point that, you know, I need to come up with oh, a backup. Sorry here. about that. Because that I was gonna put Devontae Adams in as well. I banged you there. No, it's good. Not on we purpose. Didn't, it's it's good. It shows that he deserves to uh enter and we're projecting a little bit, but part of it was I went back and watched some of the early season games with Aaron Rodgers last year and the timing that he has with Rodgers that Adams has with Rodgers is awesome. So you have not just unbelievable route running where he can get open, you know, off of the line of scrimmage, but oftentimes when he's not open and Rodgers knows exactly where he's going to be, knows exactly what he's going to do. And he just looks nice out there. And I, and, and I don't like the rest of the receiver group, that much overall, but I think that's just going to play in the superstar club's favor. I think you could see yeah. a 1,500, 1,600 yard type of season out of him. I think Randall Cobb seems to be the number two there. He's which the number two in, in a- 2018. Does that does that light up my Christmas tree? Not not in a huge way anymore, but uh, all the more reason mm. for more targets. I, yeah, I'm spinning because I I was gonna. It's funny you kicked out an old Packer. I was gonna kick out uh, a new Packer, Jimmy Graham, out of the club, but I guess I can't even do it. Mm. Also booted in 2015, by the way. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> I feel like the opposite. Jimmy Graham's getting double-digit TDs with Aaron Rodgers throwing to him. Mm. But so is what Jared superstar? Cook did in that offense. Uh, Greg and I disagree. I think Jimmy Graham's still got a lot left in the tank, and Greg thinks he As like basically doesn't player. move well anymore. All right, so you're kicking out Jimmy Graham. Do you want to start there? Well, no, because I'm I'm scrambling with this Devontae Adams thing. I'm going to go to the <laughs> other side of the – I don't have it. I didn't come up with this. Okay, thing, go ahead. Backup. I'm going to go to the other side of the ball and uh, – I'm going to put in a guy you mentioned kind of, Wes, that the the progression of great rookie year, breakout second year, now he's into the club. And what this NFL needs, I believe right now, uh, with some of the more boisterous, entertaining cornerbacks who love to talk about they're the best player in the league, kind of, you know, a little bit on the decline here and saying goodbye. uh, We need another one to come in, and Jalen Ramsey is that guy. And I think he's his level of play has established himself almost even as a rookie. You could have put him in early, but you had to make sure, see what was going on. And I think we saw it a year ago from Jalen Ramsey. And the thing I like that he belongs in the Superstar Club is, like, he's not going to be some wallflower, just like, uh, have a couple, buy a couple drinks and sit on the side <laughs> of the club or whatever. It's like, no, people are going to know Jalen Ramsey are, is in there. Oh, yeah. He's going to carry himself like he's been there the whole time. He's going to have a booth. Right, but exactly. Velvet ropes. People are sitting there. My counterpoint would be he carries himself that way because he already has been a superstar. That's what I, – I agree. I agree, but this is – it's partly – it's a little bit perception. Yeah. It's a little bit just uh, national attention and, and everything. And, and coming off of that rookie year, hey, we're tough bouncers. You know, they – 
even though maybe his play Bad deserved boys. it, he wasn't as – you had to see him do it again. How about this? The last thing the Jaguars need is another superstar on defense. And I think Jalen Ramsey already is that guy. But I thought about Miles Jack for this. Mm, wow. That he was so impressive during the playoffs last year. That's a big step, though. That's he a- was so impressive last year. And there aren't many guys – so we've got this guy like Rob Kronkowski. We've got these tight ends who are – Basically unguardable by one player because that's the evolution of the position. But linebacker has not grown. Uh, it has not evolved to the point where one guy can tackle or, or hang with Gronkowski in coverage. I think Miles Jack has the best chance of becoming that wow. guy. You remember, Miles Jack won the AFC Championship game for the Jaguars before the NFL stepped in <laughs> and uh, took was away it, that wasn't fumble. even on the field every snap uh, for much of last year. So I think he, you've got to take that step. But he he, he was well, taking Puzzlesny's, it at the end. Of- yeah, Puzzlesny's gone. I think he's going to be an every-down player, and I think he was tremendous in coverage so, last year. So you know how it's it's one guy in, one guy out. Right. Zero-sum game. I'm doing something a little different, actually. Go ahead, do it. Position. Two guys in, two guys out at the cornerback position. I'm just freewheeling now. Do it. Dev- you've Fly. scrambled me with Devontae Adams. Ramsey's going in, and so is Marshawn Lattimore. They're just going to go in together because we realized, you know, we wanted to wait a year extra with Ramsey a year ago. No. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do that with Lattimore. That's how good he was. He's a great follow on Twitter. Also has uh, a lot of uh, a lot of swagger. And then – while You're really big on guys with swag. Yeah, in the with super swag into the club. <laughs> it's it's right. the only show of the year where it. that's important to me. I get it. Uh, so those two guys are going in because Lattimore is is at that level and just had a, yep. a season I haven't seen. And then at the exact same time, we're kicking out two Seahawks: Earl Thomas and Richard Sherman. Sorry, Ooh. no longer a Seahawk Sherman, but uh, the Legion of Boom actually are. They're asked to leave together. So it's a tough assignment. Sherman makes wow. a lot of sense to me. Uh, Thirty, wrong side of thirty. Coming off an Achilles injury, two Achilles injuries, in fact, right, uh, including one where it was a full-on repair, and was still a good player, but not quite at the level. So I think he he probably expected that. Thomas is like, wait, you're talking to me? I mean, he he is not expecting that. Yeah, but he I, just ordered a drink. He's at the bar. He's like, he's mingling, and then he's getting a tap on the shoulder. Earl, from Earl you? Thomas has had some incredible moments in the last two seasons. I don't think Earl Thomas has been quite at the crazy level. Now, we're talking a crazy level. like He's been beat up. First ballot Hall of Fame level. So it's tough to stay at that level, but I don't think he's been quite the same player the last couple of years, and I think that's part of the, the factor of why the Seahawks are anxious about giving him that well, contract. So and he hasn't been healthy. Are you enjoying as much as me the idea of um, Earl Thomas getting tapped on the shoulder in this club and turning around and it's Greg telling him <laughs> Hey, look, I don't make the rules. <laughs> I think Greg would get punched. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd be. Can tra- I throw somebody out there? I'd be in trouble. Can I make a, a, not a plea because I, I'm not that invested in Earl Thomas, but, but this is also controversial, okay? Um, and also a little bit more even Steven because it's a guy that's a corner, but he's kind of a hybrid. What if I got to tell Honey Badger he's got to step out? I didn't know he Oof. was in the club. No, no, I like Honey Badger. Much. I'm not telling him anything. I think Honey Badger absolutely was in the club at yes, some point. That's true. Years ago. That's true. The he club was. is a better, more fun place with Honey Badger. I, I agree. I love the man, but that's not what this is about. Mm. Well, but you know what? Bouncers sometimes. Zero-sum game. It's true. I thought you were going to go Josh Norman there. I, I Bouncers sometimes, they play favorites. Well, it's not all fair. It's not all fair in the mm. club. Yeah. And uh He's just one of my favorites. And well, I've, who, who's I've better at this him. stage, Honey Badger or Earl Thomas? Why don't we start there? Earl Thomas. Well, we had the whole, you know, Legion of Boom thing. It really I know, but even together. Sherman's not there either. So it's, it's, good, kinda like, yeah. it's a good story. I, this is it some is. good work on your part, really holding Greg's feet to the fire on this. Yeah. I'm just kind of. Earl Thomas is out. I'm sticking with it. I mean, Earl's going to just. Wow. He's going to destroy me. I expect. I feel that. like he's going to hear about this and you might get a tweet. This is possible. Well, d- don't do it, though. Uh, now you Snitches just, get stitches. Do not tweet just, at Earl Thomas yeah, saying Greg kicked him out. That's not what I was trying to do there. But if it happens, it happens. <laughs> uh, Wes, you got another one? Yeah, and, uh, you know, as much as Greg might be not looking forward to facing down Earl Thomas, I'm not looking forward to telling Terrell Suggs he's out of the club. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's tough. I mean, the club is a little bit of a better place, though. Yeah, well, Let's I'm doing it for Mark. Yeah, he's wanted Terrell Suggs out of the club for a decade now. Although I think he's earned his spot, really, and he's still a solid player. But this is this. I, I think it makes sense what you're doing. He's going to oh, turn 36 this year. 
So Lyle, Lyle Shack is in and Suggs is out. I'm gonna. I was throwing Miles Jack into that conversation, but I'm gonna go with a rookie. Actually, what? immediate smashing success, Roquan Smith. <laughs> you just putting a rookie into the superstar. I club. am. That's it's wild. never been done before. I, that's I put wild. Adrian Peterson into the super, superstar club before he ever played it down in the NFL. I invented the superstar club like three years ago. <laughs> well, I didn't call it the superstar club, but uh, you know, sometimes you know a rookie's gonna be great. Okay. And. Um, Regular draft Nick over here. Let me just Chris get the... no has been diving deep into the... All right, so Miles Jack tape. was just... You were kind of throwing him out there, but your actual formal application... Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith, the Bears rookie, in, and you're sending out Terrell Suggs, T-Sizzle, Balsa Hard University. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I think that the Bears are basically linebacker U of the NFL. They have a long history of... Middle and inside linebackers who are Hall of Famers, Dick Buckus, Bill George, Mike Singletary, Roquan Smith, Brian Urlacher. This is this is meant to be, and I think, you know, I, you see quotes like Eric DaCosta, the Ravens assistant GM, talking about the Ravens' plans, and, you know, they say, if somebody like Roquan Smith slips to you, you have to take him because he's basically a can't-miss guy. He's an instant success, and I think that's what's going to happen. And for one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL, Vic Fangio. Um, let me. It's a little risky here. I'm gonna. I mean, because he could be very good right away. Wait, are you gonna bounce the bounce? But he could be like CJ Mosley good. You know, he could just be like a really good player. That's why not not quite a superstar. I'm not afraid, Greg. Let me let me throw something out there because I had a rookie in mind as well. Wes stared down death, so he's not gonna be (laughs) afraid of Terrell Sucks. Now, uh, I'm still gonna be afraid of Terrell Sucks. Yeah, a defender, uh, him coming through and immediately being a superstar, even. J.J. Uh, Watt couldn't even pull that off. Sometimes it takes a year or two. Keekly did it, I would say. Okay, it happens, and you're saying he's one of those guys. One position, though, if there's one position, and you guys are scientists, so I think you're going to guess this. There's one marquee position in the NFL where you can come out of college and even have your best year ever in year one. What is it? Running back. Running back. I'm going to get on the Saquon Barkley train again. And I'm going to say he is going to be a guy that comes Wait, into the league. Now it's okay to put a rookie in? Well, I just said I there's was the one, one position. Okay. There's one position where you could say because you could have your best year as a All rookie right. more often than I think any other position. That's true. Barkley hits the ground running. He's a superstar. He changes the Giants' fortunes. Uh, uh, and I got I to gotta kick somebody out. Uh, and this is probably unfair because this guy – I think he's a Hall of Famer already. If not, if not, he's right on the doorstep. Maybe just needs even one more year. Uh, but he's also heading on the wrong side of thirty, and he's going to be surrounded by a Uh-oh. deeply inept offense. Uh, Shady quarterback in transition, offensive line issues. Lashawn McCoy. I I don't even feel great about doing this because McCoy. Didn't get enough. I know the Bills made the playoffs, and that was a great story. I don't think McCoy got enough credit for that. He, did you know that LaShawn McCoy was responsible for exactly 33% of their entire offense last year? Alone, in terms of yardage, he had another outstanding season. Uh, but I guess I'm just banking on father time a little bit, you know, gradual decline, hashtag. And just he's, he's with a, a loser. It's not a good setup for him. Hang on. We're being told LaShawn McCoy was already kicked out of the club. A couple of years ago, because he kept telling the women what to wear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, telling women to meet up at, like, what was it? It was, like, these, like, mystery location pickup points. Yeah. And then they were he, given outfits or costumes. He was going to give them their outfit to wear. That was a fun story. He also wouldn't be a great tipper in the club. No. And we know that, so maybe we don't want that around. So, anyway, McCoy, I also, I did think, you know, is it fair? He did point out, by the way, I'm looking at the story from 2015 when yeah. he showed up to training camp and they asked him about the uh, female only party. He did want to put it out there. For the record, there was no big orgy or anything. Oh, good. 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 <laughs> well, it's good that he cleared that up. Uh, no big orgy. Um, Marshawn Lynch also, I, I think maybe it's kind of a cheat to say to move him out of the club. But could you? I would say if you guys had issues with LaShawn McCoy. Uh, and Marshall, who'd be better in the club than Marshall Lynch? Right, he's a superstar. I don't know if he's right. playing at that. Well, level, then you know but what? He's, he's a big name. I could, you could take either of them out, in my opinion. Uh, you know what? I'll do a double too, Saquon and Alvin Kamara, and I'm gonna wow. move out Shady and Beast Mode. Lynch's uh, jersey can hang on the wall of the superstar club, but he's no longer welcome. Mm. I'm not sure how, what I feel uh, or how I feel about this uh, Saquon's nickname. It's terrible. That's been catching on. Very so. impressive. 
leg muscles. Up. So you know, team. I guess some teammates and some fans have called it, but he showed up uh, to a celebrity softball game this weekend. Landon Collins' celebrity softball game, and he put on the back of the shirt Saquats. So he's basically he's now saying that's my nickname. You like, know why he, he's, he's pulling riding. a Kobe? Well, I think some people did call him that, so he didn't. He didn't make it up out of thin air. But once he he heard it, he likes it. He's got to stick with. You know, it. I support that because the you, the one thing you don't want to ever have happen to you, you don't want to get muscle hamstered. And if you don't get a behind nickname. a nickname, and somebody hits you with a nickname that just sticks, like it happened to Doug Martin. I made up sixty percent G for myself and put it on the back of my softball. There you shoes, go, so and it stuck. Let me ask you a question. Do you think it's possible for a running back's thighs to get too big? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Bo Jackson, I think, had the biggest thighs ever, and he was Earl Campbell, a dynamo. I, but my, I, my guess would be no, because the only time you ever notice him are in, like, great players. You, Maurice less... Jones-Drew, I once interviewed in his second year in the league, and I've never seen legs like that. He right. Barkley reminds me of that. But, yeah, a younger Maurice Jones group. But it wasn't too big. It was like I just wonder about success. flexibility. Like, you don't see fullbacks running the ball. They're not very flexible. Sounds like a trope next summer about Saquon. <laughs> Slimmed down just a little bit and has more agility and explosiveness than ever. I don't know. It, I, I could be making that up. It just feels like flexibility would be an issue. As someone who has, like, big. no muscles, you know, anywhere <laughs> in my body, it's hard for me to really posit a guess here. <laughs> Uh, one. I wanted to throw one more thing out there. Unless someone had one, a, a heat seeker they wanted to get no, off the chest. That was it. There is one issue I have with the Superstar Club in terms of making it work. Everything all checked out just now. But you absolutely, and we absolutely have to add Carson Wentz into the Superstar Club. Yeah, I feel like he was, I feel like he got added during last season. Yeah, so he has oh, to. That's a good point. He has to come in. And the only time I don't think the Superstar Club works is it's really hard to kick out a superstar quarterback uh, for whatever reason. Maybe it's just because the the glamour position that they play. But if I were to posit that to you, gentlemen, if you had to kick somebody out, because it's not something like this is a fringe guy. Carson Wentz is arguably a top three quarterback in the league right now, top five at the very least. Somebody's got to go. This well, this. I don't know who's in there. Like, is Joe Flacco? Was he ever? No, nah, no. This hurts. Greg, you know this. This hurts because it's not his fault. But I think Andrew Luck's got to go. That's what I was thinking. He can come back in if he if he yes if he regains that level. People but don't know that go. you just because you get asked to leave doesn't mean you can't get invited again next year. End of the line, please. Yeah, I mean they play a similar style of football, and right now you would have to say Carson Wentz is the better at playing it. I mean Larry Fitzgerald got kicked out, and he just went around the back and snuck back yeah. right back in. Go right back in. That's fair. <laughs> and I don't see another – I don't even like the idea of kicking out Luck because I really do like him, his prospects this season, and 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 I think that he will remain a quarterback that's a superstar. But I don't see anyone else that's an option unless you want to get behind the Drew Brees or – Is Derek Carr in the club? I don't think so. I don't think he ever made it. Hmm. I don't think He's he like he and Stafford are vying for the right to, to be the next one through the door? I, I was thinking about that because something you had said, Greg, that Stafford is – kind of hit, hit that level, but I cannot in good conscience kick somebody else out. No, I don't think Staff, Stafford's got to raise it up even another level to get to get in. Jimmy G? I might have to do it for a little bit longer. Yeah, he's got to show it, but he'll make room for somebody. Tom Brady will go next year because he's retiring. Giselle's just about done with this, and he's just about done. So Some of these old guys got to step out of the way and let some new kids into the club. I almost tapped Sean Lee on the shoulder. Look, we got capacity. Kicked him in? Almost. Wow. Philip Rivers rarely shows up, but but he's there. Yeah, he's you know he's he's a superstar. He's a superstar. I don't know I about so. that. Interesting. Why do you want to kick out Phil Rivers instead of? I up? didn't think Phil Rivers was in the superstar. I thought he was. But I would assume. Yeah, he's just. I thought this room would have him in. Yeah, of like, course. Not even yeah, he, twice. He's got I've got to change the definition of superstar. He's got to put Phil Rivers in. Oh, how dare you? He's got a butt heavy in the corner. He's having a good old time. Interesting. I don't think Rivers is in. Interesting. Okay. There you go. Uh, there will be a written piece on NFL.com going up uh, tomorrow, uh, Tuesday, by the old Zeus or the NFL Superstar Club. I might even include some of the offerings. The Raekwon Smith one, that's pretty bold, Wes. I'm going to have to think about that one. What are the consequences if I'm wrong? <laughs> Not like everything we say <laughs> in the offseason. You know the consequences? Zero consequences. When we do this next year and we resurface the article, 
I'll be ridiculed. If he, like, doesn't play on third downs or something and has yeah. three sacks, it won't look good. That's fair. But who cares? I, you can hold my feet to the fire at that point. Stakes aren't extreme. <laughs> or will I'll completely forget about it. It's one of the, also, one that's of what happened with this club for the last three years. So, um, We'll be back on Wednesday. Connie Fox will be uh, joining us, so that will be fun. And uh, oh, should we do it? Should we bring back the Wheel of Destiny? I love Wheel wow. of Destiny. Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to have to listen to the show again to refresh right. myself. Lindsay, are you ready for the Wheel of Destiny? Definitely. That feels like it's a very producer-heavy show. Like it, you're gonna have to be at the top of your game. I always am. Unlike LeBron in games uh, three and four. Well, he did have a broken hand from punching a blackboard because the refs stole the game from. By him. By the way, that's but, a know. bad job by Bron. I love LeBron more than anybody, but like, you don't probably come not. out after game four and say, "Oh yeah, I broke my hand because I was so angry because they stole game one from me." Actually, I do know somebody. MJ in, wouldn't do that. I, I do know somebody <laughs> in Cleveland that um, had that information after game one, but was told not to report it by the team. So really, it's, it's legit. Has there ever been a, a whoever this person worst is, game one? He's is kicking fallout. himself. He's kicking himself. Well, yeah, and he's kind it. of a, a a toady Dummy. for the team. He he, Dummy. he has an involvement with the team where he okay. So it's a pretty so. extreme maneuver just to get a supporting cast. What to get swept? You got a supporting cast. Oh. I liked it. Went over my head. Was <laughs> that a, a West original or was that one of those? I saw it. I saw it floating around, <laughs> floating around the net. All right. We'll be back on Wednesday. Till then, this is Dan Hansen signing off for the mailman, uh, the old boss, Blazer, and uh, Lindsey Fulton behind the glass. Till Wednesday. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.